This is Amber with the 5-Minute Banker. After more than 20 years in the financial industry, helping small businesses just like yourself, I hear one phrase more than any other. Amber, I barely have five minutes to even catch my breath, much less evaluate and understand the details of different banking products. So that's where I come in. I'm going to break down digital and banking products in five minutes or less. So whether you just dropped your kids off at school and you're headed to the office, or you're hiding in the storage room with a late afternoon cup of caffeine, kick back and take a break with me. We'll learn new ways to improve your business, increase efficiency, all while finding ways to protect you from fraud, and maybe some of those hidden hours in your day so you can do what you really want to do. You have to tell the bank who's going to access your account. They're going to set limits. You have tokens or pins. The bank may even perform a callback. So with all of that security, really, how can fraud occur? The information that you use to send a wire is only as safe as you make it. Let's look at a couple of examples. Example one, you pay a longtime vendor a wire once a month. This is someone that you regularly pay and you have a close contact with that vendor. You receive an email from that contact stating that they've moved banks and their wire information has changed. You direct your bank to send your normal wire the normal amount with the new information. But much like ACH fraud, your vendor calls to inquire why you haven't paid your bill. When you look into it further, you find that the email that your vendor sent to you has been compromised and a fraudster sent that email with the wrong information. Whose fault is it? Who's responsible? Example two, you log into your online banking and you find that a wire has been sent from your account. You contact your bank to inquire about the transaction because you didn't submit it. The bank did receive the wire, however, from your online banking login. The wire was sent using your login and your password. And when the bank reviews the details of that wire, they find the PIN was submitted with your token. Hmm. When they investigate, they find that you save your login and your password on your computer and you store your token and your PIN number at your desk. And often you share it with other employees to send wires when you're just simply too busy. Again, who's at fault? Who's responsible? In both examples, it's very possible that the business could be held responsible for losing that money. Why? The bank performed all the agreed upon reasonable security when sending the money out. And in good faith, they sent the funds based on the information that you provided. You as the business owner hold the ultimate responsibility to provide correct information and follow security set forth by the bank. I say it often, and I'll say it again. One phone call that takes just a few minutes can save you thousands in fraud. If you receive new wire information, contact that company by phone. Verify that that information is correct. And don't share your login or security information. It's intended to be for your user and only your user. Now, wires are normally for large sums of money, when that needs to be exchanged. But what about smaller amounts? Well, that's in the next five minutes. So stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe to receive a notification when the next episode is uploaded and join me for the next 5-Minute Banker. 
If you like what you hear, give the show a five-star review and share it with your friends. I'd appreciate that. Do you have something you'd like to learn more about? Drop me a note to Amber, that's A-M-B-E-R, at 5minutebanker.com. And let me know. The views and the opinions voiced here do not reflect the opinion or policies of any employer or sponsor. All podcast transcripts are available at www.5minutebanker.com. Whatever you do, don't let the next five minutes pass you by.